0: You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired.
1: Global Takedown Shows the Anatomy of a Modern Cybercriminal Supply Chain by Andy Greenberg For decades, the security industry has warned that the cybercriminal economy has been developing its own highly specialized professional supply chain. But only when law enforcement tears the lid off a well-honed hacker operation, as they did today with the global Goznim malware crew, does the full picture of every interlinked step in the globalized crime network come into focus. On Thursday, police in six countries, along with the U.S. Justice Department and Europol, announced the takedown of Goznim, linked with another operation known as Avalanche, an associated cybercrime operation that was largely dismantled in 2016, including the arrest of five of its members across Bulgaria, Georgia, Moldova, and Ukraine. Five more alleged members remain at large in Russia. In total, the operation infected 41,000 computers with fraud-focused malware and attempted to steal $100 million from victims in the U.S., though it's not clear exactly how much of that theft they successfully pulled off. Speaking at a press conference at Europol's headquarters in The Hague, global law enforcement hailed the arrests as an unprecedented example of international cooperation. But the indictment also details just how distributed and specialized the tasks of profit-focused hackers have become, composed largely of loosely associated freelancers, each responsible for a single step in the exploitation of victims. You look at what happened here. What was Goznim? What was Avalanche? Asked Steve Wilson, the head of the European Cybercrime Center. This was a supermarket of cybercrime services. You're looking at coders, malware developers, bulletproof hosters, a whole range of cybercrime services. The indictment lays out that long chain of cybercrime specialists. A Russian man, Vladimir Gorin, is accused of creating, developing, and managing the Goznem banking malware. Once installed on a machine, it acted as a keylogger and hijacked victims' web browsers to inject phishing fields into banking websites when they attempted to log in, stealing their credentials to gain control of their accounts. The malware included a field in the browser designed to trick victims into entering a second factor code too, intercepting that code and using it in real time to defeat two-factor authentication. Gorn allegedly leased that Goznim malware to Alexander Konovalov, the Georgian defendant, named as the leader of the group, responsible for overseeing its operations and controlling the tens of thousands of infected computers in its botnet. Officials say he was aided by Murat Kazanjian, a technical assistant and administrator. A Ukrainian named Genini Kapnanov, arrested earlier this year, is accused of renting out the infrastructure for the operation as a so-called bulletproof hosting provider. In fact, his avalanche network provided hosting for more than 20 different malware operations, according to the indictment. While a part of that operation was disrupted in 2016, Kopkanov eluded looted capture at the time, despite reportedly firing an AK-47 at police from his window, when a judge released him due to a mistake in charging documents. A Moldovan man, Eduard malancini is accused of crypting the Goznem malware obfuscating its code to hide it from antivirus software. A Russian man, Konstantin Volchov, allegedly ran the spamming operation that sprayed phishing emails out to potential victims, in the hopes that some might click on malicious attachment or links that would install Goznim on their computers. Once Goznim was installed and a victim's credentials were stolen, the malware sent those credentials to an administrator panel. Two men, a Russian named Ruslan Katyrkin, and a Bulgarian named Krasimir Nikolov allegedly controlled that panel and served as the group's account takeover specialists, logging into the victims' accounts and attempting to steal their funds through electronic transfer like wire transfers and ACH payments. Two other Russians, Vladimir Aramenko and Farkhad Manokin, allegedly took care of the cash-out step of the process, managing the accounts that received and laundered the stolen funds, the money was then withdrawn from banks and ATMs by so-called money mules, low-level operatives, in the scheme who weren't charged in the indictment. Menokin was arrested in Sri Lanka in 2017 at the request of U.S. law enforcement, but was released on bail and fled to Russia, where he's still at large, along with the other four Russian members of the Gosnim crew. Despite law enforcement's description at times of the Goznim operation as a unified crew, Most of those defendants seem to have worked as freelancers who offered their services on Russian-language cybercrime forums. The Goznim Network was formed when these individuals were recruited from these online forums and came together to use their specialized skills in furtherance of the conspiracy, FBI Special Agent Robert Allen Jones said in the press conference. The group appears to have coordinated their activities over online chat. The globalized nature of that loose network required an equally global sort of cooperation among police and prosecutors across a half dozen countries, sharing evidence and synchronizing arrests, according to Eurojust official Gabriel Lundhardt. This kind of international operation is perhaps unprecedented. This is a sign that judiciary and police can and will always cope with however big a cybercrime organization can be, bringing down its infrastructure, Lundhardt said. To sum up, Criminals operate across borders, and we will do the same, so no one escapes justice. Left unspoken in those remarks about global coordination, of course, is that fully half of the defendants in the case have in fact escaped justice. In Russia, one country that doesn't seem to have cooperated at all in the investigation. As global as cybercrime crackdowns have become, the cybercriminals themselves remain more global still. And some hide behind borders, where Western law enforcement